0: In 1980, the Thornhill family spent a year living in the village of Kamakui in the country of Sierra Leone, West Africa. 40 years later, you now have the opportunity to re-experience our family adventure through the vast number of letters written during our time there. The letters and commentary are by the original authors, Joan and Harry Thornhill. Each episode is released 40 years to the day after a letter was written. Perhaps you will be inspired to travel and fully experience new cultural adventures in an effort to become a better world citizen. We now invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy this next episode of Culture Experienced.
1: Why don't you go ahead
0: and introduce yourself?
1: Hi, everyone. My name's Kyle Thornhill. I'm the second son to Harry and Joan. I live in Portland, Oregon for the past 25 years. And I've loved every minute of it. Sierra Leone was about 30 years ago for me. So hopefully a lot of this will, uh, I'll be able to remember some of it.
0: Yeah, it was 40, 40 years, years ago idea. for all of us, by the by.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. 40 years ago. Gosh, that's a long time ago. <laughs> I wish is. it was better now.
0: So this is a conversation <laughs> with Kyle Thornhill. He is my, uh, the middle brother and a participant, a fellow traveler, on our adventure to Sierra Leone, to Kamaqui in uh, West Africa. Because, uh, again, you were older than I was. How old were you when we went over? Do you remember?
1: I had to be about nine. We went over in 1980, right? Yes. So I was probably about nine years old, just finished the fourth grade, entering fifth grade. You know, so I was 10, I guess, when we were over there. So, you know, we spent my ninth year living in Sierra Leone. A little bit
0: older than me, and so I would think you would remember some things maybe a little bit better than I would, because I was, again, just seven. Do you recall any thoughts that you had had when mom and dad had said we were going to go and live over in Africa for a year?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I probably thought my parents were kind of nuts. I'm like, why are we doing this? Because there wasn't really any reason. Dad seemed to have a decent job. Mom was you know, comfortable, and we were all in school. So I guess I didn't get over the why. Why are we going over there? You know, at the time, because you're only 10, you've got your friends here, want to stick around. I think I remember missing, being worried about missing out on soccer, because I really like soccer at the time. and I was worried I was going to miss out on hanging out with my friends, but you're only 10, so things change pretty quick. The, right. the initial memories of like, yeah, it's I probably did not want to go. I don't remember wanting to go. It wasn't like a big desire. I do remember there was a possibility we might be going to Gambia or Sierra Leone. Gambia was interesting because it was a country surrounded by another country.
0: You know, it's so funny because both you and Mark mentioned Gambia. And I yeah, don't know weird. that that was ever mentioned in any of our podcasts. Probably I don't it wasn't remember mentioned that. in a
1: letter because we were already there. We were already there. So why would it? it wouldn't get mentioned in a letter. But well, I, just I even in the conversations
0: we were, with mom and dad, I, I know when I started this podcast, we had talked a little bit about, you know, what were the options of, of places yeah. that we were going and Gambia never, I don't think that yeah. ever came up never in came those up. early conversations.
1: Yeah, that's something I seem to remember. Maybe it's, Yeah, no, Mark remembered it too. But Mark remembered it too. So it's yeah. got to
0: be and he said somewhere. He did a report on Gambia like the year before <laughs> we went.
1: Yeah, so, and that's probably why I remember it. You know, fourth grade, you probably had to do a little paragraph on Gambia out of the encyclopedia, or you know, where are you going to go? Yeah.
0: Do you recall yeah. at all our trip over there? I I suspect for you, I know certainly for myself that that was the first time I was on an airplane. Do you recall any me of? As well. Okay, do do uh, yeah. you recall any of that experience, that adventure? You know, going from JFK all the way to Freetown.
1: I don't remember the flight itself. Obviously, it was very long, but I remember the airplane was huge and had a second level. And I really wanted to go up those stairs, but that was like first class or something. And a Pan Am 747, I think it was. But uh, one thing that sticks out in my mind for some reason is the plasticware, whatever dinnerware grandma had given us, and mom crushed it underneath the seat because she, I think it might have been her first time flying too, maybe. Um, But she tried to put it in the seat in front of her instead of under her own seat or I don't know anything, things got crushed and she was pretty upset about that because she had just ruined all our plates that we were gonna be eating off of for the next six months. Obviously that's a weird memory, but, and probably not even accurate, but yeah, I just remember her kind of panicking. She broke the dishes or silverware or whatever it was. And it wasn't, so it was plastic stuff. Getting off the plane, I remember there was a humidity and an odor it stuck with me forever. It was just so distinct. It was just hot, humid, and smelled very unique. That even when I went to Peru um, after I had finished college and stepped off the plane there, all of the memories came flooding back when I got off the plane in Peru.
0: Like this smells
1: just like Sierra Leone. Or,
0: was like, it like a food smell?
1: I think it was more like a people smell. Not not like a great smell. Like it was just body odor, people humid, hot, and just unique. And I don't know, it was just a weird memory that, you know, when I finished college in what, I went to Peru in 93. It just, it was it was weird that it happened 13 years later, that I can remember it so vividly.
0: So arriving in Comiqui, in our destination, where we were gonna yeah. live for the next... 10 months or so. Yeah,
1: I remember the road, the trip there, getting from Freetown to Kamaqui was kind of an adventure in itself. Taking a lorry, one of those trucks, uh, just overcrowded with people. We were crammed in there. Again, hot and humid, long. I don't know if we traveled 100 miles, but it seemed to take a whole day because of the road conditions. A lot of people there. I remember the house when we got there was a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be, and frankly, a lot nicer. I think I had a preconceived notion that we were going to be living in a mud hut or something, but the house was fantastic. It had a bathroom, walls, a regular roof. It wasn't the cleanest thing in the world, but you know it was a big house and nice.
0: You remember nicer the nicer than I
1: thought it was going to be. Well, I remember the bunk beds. <laughs> um, I think you, I were think on y- you and I
0: shared the bunk bed, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. But I also have a recollection that somebody got sick on the top bunk. Oh and yeah. It came dripping down the mosquito net. So that's a <laughs> fun thing.
0: That probably <laughs> happened more than once. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I also be, remember
1: being paranoid about finding scorpions in our shoes. And we had to yeah. empty our shoes out before we put our feet in them. Uh, you know, it's recommended you don't just slide your feet into some sneakers because there might be a scorpion hiding in there. So I was always trying to be really careful about emptying the scorpions for my
0: shoes. What do you remember Go of ahead. the town of Comiqui?
1: Dirt roads, a lot of house houses. I mean, yeah, I don't think you want to call them businesses because they're just little side of the road type things, pavilions, uh, the market, I remember. And there was like two different Comiqui, like wasn't there a Comiqui one and a Comiqui two?
0: I yeah, I, I think there three. were even three. I think there was Comiqui yeah, one, just, two, and three.
1: I think you went over like different hills to get to them and they were just you know at the valley probably at the bottom near the water sources or something. Um, I remember watching people wash their clothes in the pond or stream or rivers and stuff and thinking that was pretty weird but then obviously we had people washing our clothes and they were doing the same stuff with ours so kind of became normal.
0: Do you remember Yamari or Yafu Dia or Pasuri? Absolutely, I remember
1: uh, Yamari and her son, but he was John. That's right, cute as a Dickens. Yamari was the sweetest person I ever knew. Very kind, supportive, helpful. Didn't know too much English, but was always kind to us and you know tried to help us. Uh, I know she was. She worked really hard. I remember her taking care of our family. I mean, she was pretty much kind of like a member of our family. Felt like. Yeah, good memories of her.
0: Do you remember going down to the hospital? Yeah, the hospital, I don't
1: remember as much about the hospital. Just the fact that, you know, we got our electricity because they would do surgeries. So anytime there was surgery, we would get electricity at the house. And I thought that was great. I I felt like the hospital had a lot of people there. I don't remember being too involved in the hospital, like going down there to help out. And I think you did a little bit more than me. Right.
0: So you and I went to the same school. um, Yeah, I remember that. The elementary school. Did you go full day for the whole year or did you just do half day? I I think I just did half day. I remember
1: going to school and we would walk there, nice little walk. Mom would drop us off. I think eventually we just walked there on our own. But I remember I had Mr. Cargbo in the fifth grade. We were seated three to four per bench. That was about three feet wide, very small. It was crowded. They had no resources. I mean, it was a chalkboard, but that was about it. One memory I have was that I misspelled the word airplane because I spelled it the American way, A-I-R-P-L-A-N-E, but then I got whacked on the hand because it was spelled A-E-R-O-P-L-A-N-E. They used the British spelling there. So I got a little whack on the hand during a spelling test because I got it wrong. But I do remember mom went down and had some words with whoever's in charge and the beatings ended at that point. It wasn't a really big hit on the hand, but it was enough to be like, hey, why am I getting hit? But everybody else in the classroom also got hit. So it was like, I'm just kind of being part of the kid."
0: Do you have a favorite memory in Kamakwee? I
1: I remember Sari and Saidu were my, two of my best friends there. Helped me out. They guided me through stuff. And I do remember going sort of from town to town or at least throughout Kamakwee and we would go out at night and sell kerosene to uh, yes, different places, which is weird because you're 10 years old. I think we would carry wood on our heads as well because we're carrying firewood and kerosene and trying to sell it to the people. But as proof of efficacy, that proof that the kerosene was good, we had to take a, like a, a shot glass full and throw it on the flame. And if it lit up and created a big fire, that meant we weren't just selling them water. So. That was kind of a funny memory to be 10 years old and throwing fire around. I think I think it was just me and Sari and Saidu and maybe another guy. It was like three or four of us, but we were a group, group of 10-year-olds.
0: Roaming the streets. A gang
1: of 10-year-olds <laughs> with wood in our heads and kerosene in our pockets. How about food? What did
0: you think of the food that we ate?
1: You know, I don't think I minded the food. I think I got bored of the rice all the time. because rice with everything. I don't think I disliked it nearly as much as you because you wouldn't even eat it, but I would eat it and not mind it. Um, I know that, you know, it was mostly stew type things with chicken and maybe like a peanut butter sauce or some kind of thing on the rice. So, you know, I I don't think the food put me off too much. Uh, I don't have bad memories of the food.
0: Do you remember the mango trees that we had?
1: Yeah, huge mango trees, a lot of fruit from them. Was kind of nice, but I also remember it encouraged a lot of snakes. And I know once, maybe twice, we had snakes fall from the trees right around our house—the green mambas. And I know we had a cobra one time, and we kind of chased after them. It kind of became like a game; like we weren't afraid of them. We would just kind of shoo them away to get them away from us.
0: I know, isn't that crazy? Um,
1: yeah, and I, I remember killing a chicken. I don't oh, know if that's did. accurate
0: or not, but I think I, I killed. I, a I remember chicken. Dad killing a chicken. Dad did it? it I remember Dad outside that kitchen door, right? Yeah, right outside the kitchen door,
1: slice its head off, and the yep. body was still flopping right. around, like, holy crap, this is life. This is how <laughs> they do it in the real world.
0: That was fresh <laughs> farm get to Caesar's table, part right? When I'm
1: buying a, yeah, Foster Farms doesn't show you that kind of stuff when you're buying oh. a chicken. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that's the kind of stuff you would never see here. Can you kill a chicken in your backyard? Anything? Yeah, I remember being fascinated by the wildlife. Um, just there was so many snakes, a lot of scorpions just running around without you know they were just part of the environment that we had to be careful. Of. And also the fire ants, yeah. driver ants, that's what they were called. They make that one long dream of ants. and if you stepped in it, you were just like instantly covered. And so we were always on the lookout for the driver ants, trying not to get bit because that stuff hurt. I remember getting bit once or twice,
0: you know, where we walked, a lot of it was paths. It wasn't yeah, like roads or, or sidewalks. They didn't have sidewalks. Yeah. yeah, it was a dirt path through the dirt field. Paths. So you'd have these driver ants in the middle of this dirt path. I yeah. mean, you'd look for lines. These lines of yeah. black.
1: That little black line that was kind of moving, step over it and move on. Or hit it with a stick and see what happens. Well, I was going to also mention because moms may or may not bring it up out of guilt, the butterfly collection. I remember loving the butterflies over there and I Killed and stored a whole bunch of them, kept them in some like textbooks to flatten them out to put them on display. I have no idea how many were there, Um, but I remember collecting those and it was really cool kind of collection. Unfortunately, it did get left behind because we donated the books to the school. Obviously, we just forgot the butterflies were in there. So, you know, somebody doing a report on butterflies probably found a whole bunch of butterflies.
0: Any favorite memories outside of Kamaqui? Yeah, the beaches.
1: I remember the beach. There was at least two beach trips that we made. One of them was to like this gorgeous beach with a little river running through these white sandy beach things with some rocks here and there. And it was just gorgeous. It was clean. The water was warm. We watched some like fishermen going out with their nets and their dugout log canoes. That was great. And we had a lot of fun down there. That was outside of Freetown. And I think we made some trips up to Guinea. Yeah. So Guinea, I think we took like a trip sort of up to that border.
0: We went up and took a dugout canoe and went across. So we've oh, been to right. the Guinea. And no. and I I think what's kind of funny about that is here I'm a seven year old, and there are like pictures of me and I'm just out on my own in the dugout canoe, just myself. No life jacket. No life jacket yeah. or anything. Yeah. And, you know.
1: There were there were no safety things in no. place anywhere there. So if you wanted to For run the run a entire trip with your hair on fire, you could do it. Right. <laughs> What kind of parents let their 10-year-old go around selling kerosene and wood in the <laughs> middle of the night? Yeah, like in the
0: middle of the, like the, middle of the night, night, there are no street lights.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it was pitch black. All you had was, there was no electricity for the people that lived there. We kind of had electricity for a couple hours, maybe. It was fun. Yeah. We had a, we had a loose leash. But yeah, of very course, what loose are we going to get away with? Anything right. that we did, we were noticed because we were white. We were the only white people For fifty miles, pretty much, and so everybody was kind of watching us. And there was a song that they sang when we would walk by: "Sarion Porto, Porto Sarion," something like
0: that. Ah, I think Mom know that one. Yeah,
1: basically, say the 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 white man would sing it. Yeah, there goes a white man walking. It's like all right,
0: (laughs) but everybody was friendly. Absolutely, I I don't. I do not recall any real negativity. But then again, I was young. But
1: yeah, I mean, we were kids. Yeah, seriously, I think everybody was really friendly there, really kind, was glad to have us there. I remember kids touching my hair, because they wanted to, you know, feel what straight hair felt like. Also rubbing my skin to see like white really is a color, like it doesn't rub off, the black won't rub off onto them, around to me. I don't know. So getting touched, like eating dinner, people would kind of peer in through the windows once in a while. You know, we were a circus show. We were there to, right. a lot of people wanted to see us. We were yeah. freaks, but we were just different. And so people were interested. Yeah. I, I just remember the people were nice. They didn't have any uh, negative intent.
0: I know I made friends with, I think a couple shopkeepers. And I don't know if yeah, you, you did, did the same. And it was, I want to say it was in Kamakui too. And it might've but been we like. be able Lenin's. to go down and get a Coke or something. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like they have the fun and a, a Fanta right. and a Coke, and they were in those original yep. glass bottles. They were delicious.
1: Mom and Dad would give us whatever money—probably a nickel back then or a quarter. Yep. I don't even know. Yeah, we would go down there, and it was cold. And they were friendly. Yep. It was, they weren't uh, yep. Sierra Leonean. They weren't African or anything, but they were, you know, part yep. of the community and friendly to us. Sit down, belly up to the bar, and have a Coke.
0: And then I think I would come back with like matches. 7 year olds running with matches, right? right really, uh, just <laughs> weird things. But I guess you know, as a weird seven-year-old, stuff that we can get it, there were no laws there. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> laws we were going to break, but I remember picking well. up at least one time picking up a pack of cigarettes as a seven-year-old. Ooh. But the reason was, if you got stung by a <laughs> scorpion. <laughs> Yep, you're supposed yep, to, yep. is it, you're supposed to chew on the tobacco or you put the tobacco on the sting or something?
1: Uh, and I remember
0: I think, it as if you got stung in the right foot, you would chew the
1: tobacco a little bit to moisten it, to release the magical nicotine or whatever it was. And then you had to put it in the opposite ear because your brain it. worked on right and left. Yes. So if you got stung in the right foot, you put it in your left ear. I would <sighs> love to see a scientific study on that. If but that's peer-reviewed. I don't believe in the mojo. <laughs> yeah, peer-reviewed study, but hey, it could be uh, witchcraft. Right. As long as so. we believed
0: in it, it would take the sting away. Right. Or it just works over <laughs> so there. So you bought a pack of cigarettes just for that? I uh, did. I did. I remember <laughs> I remember them saying that. And so I'm like, oh, I got to have a pack of cigarettes. So just in case I step on a scorpion. <laughs> in case. You roll them up in your little shirt sleeve. And so what's that? Now I'm chewing tobacco and I'm sticking in my ear. It's What seven-year-old does that?
1: Right. If only they had skull packets back then.
0: (laughs) uh, Stuck the skull
1: packet in my ear.
0: You talked about Saidu and Suri. What do you remember of them? Saidu was a little
1: taller. Suri, I liked a little bit better. I wonder about them once in a while because they were like the perfect age when there was a big revolution thing. And so they were probably 18, 20 years old, perfect age to be a soldier to go around. Doing what Sierra Leone went through back then, but I remember they were really kind people. Kind of guided me through the ins and outs of school and just the community. And we would just hang out and have fun, built the forts. Uh, I think we even set fires, like controlled burns type thing.
0: And Not I think I think I did okay. that, but some were uncontrolled. Did you did it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think during that now. right I I think during that time period I saw that oh you know they're burning all the fields and stuff so I would just be helpful yes. and and start a field on fire <laughs> start one. Yeah and yeah, I and I think field. I think I remember dad was not happy about that uh, I'm I, sure he wasn't I, I sure. for
1: safety reasons and yeah, You're I not think, supposed to burn somebody's house down.
0: I think explaining <laughs> that to whoever the property owner was, and I'm pretty sure <laughs> I got spanked or something because I... <laughs> I don't, I, I, I don't know if he remembers that, but I remember definitely getting in trouble.
1: He's getting in trouble. Because okay. <laughs> I, I remember
0: sitting on sitting on the porch in front Ooh. and getting reprimanded.
1: I remember that porch was great for handball and like soccer, that cement porch. And it had like a little miniature wall that came up maybe two feet, but we would do a ton of handball out there, a ton of little soccer games with whatever rubber ball we could find. That was fun. And there was a lot of property and trees around our house too. The water container that got filled up. I remember climbing up there to check the water levels once in a while. I don't think it was drinkable. I mean, we couldn't drink the water there, right?
0: No. No. We no, no. Filter
1: the water. We—I remember yeah. the water filters that we had. Do you remember taking baths? and We had yes. to heat up a bucket of water. Yep. Like a, it was like a five-gallon bucket, maybe. Yep.
0: And there was a and coil set
1: up with a, yeah, a little heating coil that you would heat up your barbecue with, something like
0: that. <laughs> and because there was no shower, it was just a tub. Yeah. That we
1: had. Right.
0: Yeah, and in the layout of the house, because our. From the family room, living room area, if you walk straight back, that's where our room was, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and then you went to the you, right, there was the bathroom. Right, like the immediate right, and then the back right was mom and dad's room, right?
1: Yep, yep. Yeah, okay. that's how I remember it.
0: in Morris our is in the same room, room as
1: us, though, wasn't he? I,
0: I, th- I thought he was in the same room as us. We had the twin... Yeah, he was. The, you and, and I were and on the bunk own beds, own bed. and he had his own bed. Yeah,
1: that's what I remember. So it must have been a two bed, one bath galley sort
0: of kitchen because I was uh, looking for pictures you know of the house the layout inside. and there's only really one of the kitchen and that has you and mom in the picture there are definitely okay. pictures of the family room and the dining yeah. room I think there's one picture of mom and dad's like bedroom with the dresser and okay maybe, maybe like a half a half of our bedroom but there's no like full okay. scope of, okay, well, here's each room and this is what it looked like.
1: Yeah. I'd love to see it lay out of the house.
0: And I don't even know if that house is still there. I thought rumor Probably had it. In- it was pretty old when we got there. And I remember it was pretty, I remember dad saying it was much worse
1: before we got there. Like he and a bunch of other people had cleaned it up quite a bit before we arrived. But even when we arrived, it was still pretty icky. By U.S. standards, uh, right. or Leonean standards. That probably was gorgeous.
0: Do you recall getting letters from friends at home?
1: I don't. So, I'm sure I did. It probably happened, but I don't remember getting them or reading them.
0: What you remember, I will you remember do, getting them? I didn't really get much, but I did find at least I don't think one. I not much either. Yeah, I found one that was sent to you. From, oh, a, nice. from a classmate. So what I'll do is I will because I got What's permission.
1: Classmate's name. Are you going to conference them in now? Great. No.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not going to conference them in. I was. This is Gary Springer, isn't it?
1: <laughs> well, Kyle, you're the father to a 40 year old.
0: Uh, I'll put it up, and, okay. and if people want to see it, they can. Uh, they can go on the blog and, uh, and see it. Yes you're the only one that stayed in grade. You know, Mark yeah. and I stayed back when I we remember came getting back getting to home the U.S. And,
1: and I remember getting homeschooled by mom and working through some of the workbooks. I remember fifth grade in the Sierra Leonean school was very easy. It was like, what am I doing here? I'm not really learning anything. But of course, I was being exposed to the kids and the culture and all that, yada, yada. But then coming back to the U.S., I was placed in sixth grade. Didn't Miss a grade or have to be held back or anything, which is great. And I do remember my report card was okay with art, PE, and music. Those were all fine because who doesn't pass those, I guess. So I was lacking on some, I was lacking on, I think, English. My math was okay, but my English was really bad. And so I was placed in like remedial English for seventh grade.
0: Well, you did so just spend a like year where English wasn't the first 11. language. So,
1: right. Yeah. And so, I mean, it makes sense, but I, I did pass sixth grade. It wasn't like, I wasn't a year behind. So I I think I was still on track with all my other stuff. The the English was the only thing I was kind of lacking. Coming back, everybody had questions about, Oh, you're the African kid. It's like, well, not really African. I was there, but.
0: Well, also because when we came back, the school that we had left was not the same one. They had closed that school Right, Glen had shut down. So we we, came, we came back to a different school.
1: And so some of my friends went to not Pashley, they went to Charlton Heights or some other school. And so I was missing some of my friends that I had known, but then also obviously made new friends. And a shout out to Beth, because I met Beth in sixth grade as well.
0: Your wife of well, my wife of uh, twenty eight
1: years. Boy, I hope that's right. Yeah, we met in sixth grade, Mr. Paul's class. Were you, you looking f- uh, on the school stuff in Sierra Leone? Do you remember li- like the first part to the school day? We all had to line up outside the school, yeah, in our classes, and they would do announcements and probably do like the Pledge of Allegiance, whatever that was, and some songs. But I also remember getting told that my hair was too long on the first day of school. They came around and touched everybody's head, and they would say Bob or Good or Bob, and Bob meant to cut your hair, and I got cut your hair message. And I was like, what? My hair's fine. Don't touch my hair.
0: Especially for yeah. being a kid leaving the 70s from the US. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm trying to grow it out here. I mean, now you... I want it to be Sean Cassidy at that point. Or at least one of the Cassidy boys, the Hardy boys. But yeah, I I do remember lining up. Oh, also at lunch, do you remember those fried delicious. dough? Delicious. Yeah, and the that palm oil? Delicious. Wasn't it was a little sauce that yes. you dip them
1: in. I don't know if you like those, but I liked I did. Them. Yeah, I do remember going out. You buy about five or six of those. That was your lunch. They were like little mini muffin size.
0: Yeah, they were like yeah, the kind of like bread. a munchkin, but not texture-wise, it wasn't a munchkin. It was um, like crusty no, yeah. on the outside, but soft and chewy on the inside. And in they like had doughy. But do
1: you also remember the bathrooms? Did you go uh. to the bathroom at school? That was the worst. Oh my goodness. I do remember going once or twice. Because I, you know, you got to pee when you got to pee, but boy, that was disgusting. It wasn't even (laughs) a pit; it was just a. You walk
0: around a wall. That's what it it was. It was the ground. (laughs) There was was, (laughs) right, literally. You're just going on the ground. You are going on the ground. Don't step in (laughs) anything. And the odor. And and I don't think there was a guys and girls, because I uh, recall going out and there was like. There was another like seven year old girl from my class squatting, going, and I'm thing? like, I think I just okay. went wherever. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I gotta go too.
1: <laughs> here, here, We're just gonna go together. How about
0: that? Yeah, I don't remember so gender bad. bathrooms, but oh, I'm so glad you remembered mean. that because I remember that, and it was uh, not good. But I don't survive. I don't recall any bathrooms going to any bathrooms outside of that
1: right in town the public
0: bathrooms i don't recall Do you going remember to...
1: like a, a restaurant somebody had asked me the other day if there was restaurants in the town
0: there the was the
1: only thing that i could remember was a little tin shack on the side of the road with a weird door yes i don't think we ever maybe we like poked our head in and looked. i
0: don't think but we it ever was, ordered it was anything than a from hotel it? room We took a picture in front of it. There's actually a picture from, I think, relatively early on in the podcast. That's probably what I'm remembering. Right. And we (laughs) called it like the local McDonald's. And mom and dad explained that what that woman did was make food for people at the hospital. Because the hospital didn't have a cafeteria. Yeah. So the the Uh... hospital didn't have a cafeteria. So uh, families would buy food and have that brought to the hospital for their family member who is at the hospital. Oh,
1: so were there restaurants? I don't remember. Not really.
0: Yeah, I I, I recalled, and and I've talked about this on the podcast, but when you walked from our house into the town of Kamakwe, you walked down that road Mm -hmm. and the road split, you could go left or you could kind of go straight and straight down on the right-hand side was the market. Left-hand side, you had that community pavilion. Um yeah if, yeah. if you continued straight, you went to like Kamakui 2, Kamakui 3. If you went left, and this is just my recollection, I may be completely wrong, yeah. but if you went left, town ended not too far down. Yeah, like at the bottom of a hill. But I also remember if you went straight, there was like the market on the
1: right. That yeah, the market was on the right. The meat hanging and the yep. fish on display and other stuff were... I think Yann Marie went there almost every day to buy food,
0: maybe. And on the left, almost across from the market, was the gas station.
1: Yep, yep. Um, and That's probably where we got our kerosene.
0: Yeah, and and I think at night, I remember, you remember kids on their head, they had like kerosene lamps that they yeah. would be yeah. um, selling kerosene at, at night, that kind of thing anticipation of return were you looking forward to coming home yeah
1: definitely wanted to get home I think just getting back to friends family and stuff I was definitely looking forward to that to being with people that I knew loved that kind of stuff I don't remember like eager to get home like really being homesick for the states I, I don't remember having an eagerness to get home but just a desire to get home and see people that I haven't seen forever because it's been almost a year
0: as you listen through a lot of the podcasts and I pointed this out to mom and dad of the three of us boys you are the least talked about ah is that something that you noticed
1: oh well I'm on episode 20 ish but I haven't noticed that I've been left out
0: so, as you but go I guess through. I'm disappointed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. As you go so I'm not through. not disappointed in that. So, Isn't I, The middle son, always the forgotten one. That's what I'm wondering. Like, how was <laughs> it? The one gets in trouble. The yep. youngest one gets away with everything. And the middle one just kind of goes through life, <laughs> makes it through, <laughs> is kind of quiet.
0: <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Yeah. And. I also think you were the least sick out of the three of us. Yeah. I don't
1: remember getting sick. You were sick all the time. That sucked. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember you getting sick quite a bit. I don't remember getting sick all that often. I think all of us got malaria at some point, but it's like kind of a rite of passage at that point. You just get it, you'd be done with it. And then you get it again. I don't recall being left out of letters, but that's fine. I'll have a talking to with mom and dad.
0: Any other favorite memories? I don't have any bad memories of there.
1: I don't think of it in a negative way when I say, you know, I lived in Africa for a year. It's not like it was a bad thing. It was just an interesting thing. It's like a little detour that you can throw on your resume and a nice little talking point as you grow up. So I think overall, it was, you know, great little benefit.
0: Do you feel our experience there has influenced your life at all? Definitely.
1: Yeah, definitely an appreciation for those without and to appreciate the stuff that we have in the States a lot more. Um, Just realizing that there's so many people that don't have what we have here. And so I think I've grown up with an appreciation for everything that we have here and just some empathy for those without and that live elsewhere without air conditioning and all that, all the luxuries that we have here that we take for granted, like running water and you know, healthcare, schools, that kind of
0: thing. Well, I appreciate your time. And I thank you That's for uh, doing this. Uh, Glad again, to be I part g- of it. Kind of brought you and Mark in at the end here. I think it's good for, uh, good for our legacy, kind of, you know, this whole culture experience yeah, thing is a legacy 20 years project. from
1: now, when I'm thinking back, I'll be yeah. able to listen to this and, oh, yeah. When I had Alzheimer's or
0: something. And for our kids. Although yeah. my kid hasn't listened to anything yeah. yet. Uh, you know, maybe Neither 20 either. years from now he'll <laughs> find it interesting.
1: Not sure if I could pay my kids to listen to it, but I'll try. Maybe when I'm gone, then they'll take, oh my dad did that.
0: When they're older, <laughs> then they'll appreciate. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. If you okay. get to be as popular as Joe Rogan, then maybe they'll listen. <laughs> for podcasts.
0: Well, thank you for doing this and and participating. Uh, look will...
1: forward to seeing that letter. Boy, I want to know who it was from. Is, is the
0: author on there? Uh the author is on there. Yeah, and oh, I'll fantastic. have to let that author know that uh, it's it'll be coming up because I did want so to you make must sure know the author. Uh, yeah, even I I wanted to make sure I got permission to. Uh, you got to gotta get a ten-year-old's permission. Yes, that's <laughs> I, I wanted permission <laughs> before I put it up. That you don't need
1: permission. <laughs> I think the statute of limitations is exhausted. 40 years that. old. It uh, can 40 years out. Public knowledge nothing incriminating in there right
0: <laughs> not not for a 10 year old no <laughs> yeah <laughs> right. all right well thank you sir i appreciate it Kyle. you're welcome ross happy to be part of it
1: all right and thank you for doing the podcast um, this is a great little uh great little recording to have for everyone to listen to especially all right thanks bye-bye okay.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Culture Experienced. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you won't miss new episodes. Join us at cultureexperienced.com for our blog and follow and like us on Facebook. We would love to hear from you. So please drop us a note at info at